Just as I suspected, these robots were buried in improperly shielded coffins. Their programming leaked into the castle's wiring through this old abandoned modem, allowing them to project themselves as holograms. Of course, it was so obvious. Yes, that sequence of words I said made perfect sense. Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Yes, welcome back to Two Bad Neighbors in the 31st Century, a Simpsons podcast that became a Futurama podcast hosted by two normal guys. <laughs> I feel like it should be... Uh... Sitting in a studio in Calgary, <laughs> Alberta. A Simpsons podcast that became a Futurama podcast that's now dead on arrival. <laughs> That's on its way out the door. Yeah, that's, uh, we're just counting down the yeah. episode. Maybe we should have taken some time off before yeah. we decided this was what we wanted to do. Probably. <laughs> uh, but yes, my name's Alan. And my name is Jake. Oh, boy. <laughs> so now you're going back to this bit? Remember that bit? Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> What about Jeff? I'm Jeff. Jeff? Yeah. No. no, you're Greg. I'm Greg now. <laughs> for the first for and the only first, time. For the first and only time. I'm Greg now. Greg now. Um, we are here to talk about two episodes of Futurama. Allegedly. <laughs> the honking. And? War is the H word. Yes. What is the H word? Hell. Hell. Oh, I get it. War yeah. is hell. War is got hell. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. This ain't a war. It's a murder. This ain't a war. It's a murder. <laughs> um, yes, we watched these two episodes just now, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to talk about them. But first, how have you been? But first. <laughs> Ass first. I'm good. I was just in uh, Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. For Having a, couple a little, days. little vacay. Yeah. A little, little mini bit. vacay. A little bit. Um, visit with the folks. I uh, got to see uh, my cousin and her partner. They're living a van life Whoa. these days. I've um, heard of that. Yeah, they have a Mercedes Sprinter van. It's okay. just one of those, like, you know, <laughs> like what Amazon uses as delivery vans. Sure. It's just one of those, but with a... Without the branding? Without the branding. <laughs> and a uh, queen bed in the back and a shower. and a, Shower? Yeah. How do they get water in there? There's a plumbing system underneath. Mm. Yeah. Same way an RV does. Okay. Yeah. They've basically converted a van into some into a small RV, and they've even got a little trailer on the back that has a guest room in it. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> but they ran into some trouble because their van broke down, Uh-oh. which means their house broke down. Yes. Yeah. But luckily they were... Uh, does AMA cover that? <laughs> I guess they wouldn't have AMA there, but... <laughs> Whatever the BC equivalent is. BCAA. BCAA. Yeah. That's British Columbia Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> I would think so, yeah. But they're under the same roof. Yeah. Which might be a problem. Yeah, probably not a good idea. Um, so, yeah, they had to get their, their car fixed. Um, hmm. Ali's uh, brother Martino also came out nice. to, to the island. It was a big get-together, I guess. Yeah. We played Crokinole sounds, sounds nice. and Euchre. Did you win Crokinole? Uh... You said Martino's kind of a uh, 
what what do you call it? a shark at the or what? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, an ace. Yeah, he's an ace at that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was. I've only played against you, and yeah. I usually lose. So that's why I've held I just my assume own. you're amazing. I held my own because I'm. Was... I'm. There's no way I'm just bad, right? It's just that you're really good. No, I'm not that's very. That's the only explanation. I'm not, I'm not super good. Tell me, I'm good. Well, the thing is, you're getting better, <laughs> right? The last time we played. That's true. I yeah. I was it wasn't quite as much of an embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most recent time we played, but Yeah. It was there were some good games the last time we played. And yeah. I really like the game. I'm not like super good at it, especially when you're like switching boards and stuff. Mm. Mm. Cuz every board is different. Every board right. you need you need home ice advantage. Yeah. 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 Which is um I, I, we watched some of the some some hockey games, of course. Mm, mm-hmm. The play or not the playoffs? Yeah, no, the playoffs. Yeah, Jesus. it's the playoffs, buddy. <laughs> For some reason, just then in my brain, it's like no, no, the playoffs are what lead up to the current thing, and I'm like, no, that's just the normal season, yeah, regular season. <laughs> uh, and we went golfing. I oh nice. There's this like um, I think I've talked about it before. There's the community center golf course, not too far, and it's nice. just a pitch and putt. Pitch and putt. Yeah, you can play for like $12 a round. What's the pitch part? That's the uh, pitching wedge. Mm. So Gotcha. I thought it was like maybe baseball was... Yeah, you throw the ball <laughs> as far as you can Listen, until you get it onto I, the green. I don't like sports. And then you putt the ball. <laughs> I didn't, I yes, but you are anytime, aware that anytime. there is a game of golf, <laughs> and you are aware that, that, that in the game of golf you... <laughs> The one thing you're not allowed to do yes, is throw wait, the ball on. with the power of your arm. Hear me out. <laughs> I didn't think that. That was nuts. I, that you, what you just said, that was that was wild. That's going wait, in the Hall of Fame wait, right there. Wait. Let me defend myself. Okay. I 100% up until this point, uh-huh. anytime I heard the term pitch and putt, uh-huh. I thought it was a... Uh, sports complex that had both golfing and baseball. And baseball, like maybe that those like batting cages. Like I, I envisioned a batting cage mm-hmm. and like a driving range. Right. That's what I thought a pitch and putt was until right now That's when you explained it cage. to me. When you literally all you had to do was say the word pitching wedge, and I'm like, it all makes sense. <laughs> I was a fool for my entire life. Now, to be fair to your point, uh-huh. there are baseball fields nearby okay so you could have a little pitch and putt in the if, same if complex if you wanted to go have a pitch yeah have a baseball yeah and then go have a little putt you could do that what about like pitch putt and puff you like smoke some weed after. oh yeah it's bc <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere there you go i actually think the the smell of weed is more pervasive in alberta yeah yeah well, because we don't do anything half-assed, and also BC's had it for forever. Yeah, so there, there's no novelty there. Yeah, did you know one of the weed stores in in um, Lethbridge uh, just closed? Weird. Yeah, it was downtown. 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 Yeah. That's what we call it in Lethbridge. Yeah, and <laughs> it was there in the summer. And it's gone now. It's gone now. But there's still like twenty. Yeah, there's that's there's so many. <laughs> they are not hurting. For I, I think it. perhaps, and the, that's the uh, problem. Yeah, the market was uh, a little oversaturated in Lethbridge, Alberta. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe they overshot how many people want to partake 
regularly. Uh, and that's not to say that's not to say that no one does or anything like yeah. that. It's just that compared to Calgary, which has in what population like four million or whatever. What are you What are you talking about, man? It's a million. I think it's four million. It's, uh, <laughs> we don't have the population density of Toronto. Why not? If we did, Come we'd on. be a real city. Well, I like to think we are. Pe- well, a million people is not a. Is that's not nothing? That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. You know what I found out what the population of Prince Edward Island was the other day? Um, let me take a guess. Okay, let me take a guess. Um, and that's an entire province. Yeah, it's an for entire those province, Cal- Canada. <laughs> it's an entire province, not a territory, nope. which means it has governing powers it over sure, itself. It sure does. And it's very small. I'm going to go with thirty-three thousand. Uh, you undershot it. It's one hundred thirty-six thousand. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. good. Good. Thank God. <laughs> But yeah, I was just thinking about how, wow, the entire province isn't even close to our city. No, yeah. not even close. So anyway. The entire province of Alberta mm-hmm. is... That's about 4 million, right? Toronto, yeah. But, okay, maybe that's why that's where my wires got crossed. <laughs> yeah. Because I've notoriously been horrible at population. <laughs> Guessing it, understanding it, accepting it. <laughs> um and so I remember at one point, I was like, okay, lock in four million mm. so I don't forget again. And it was probably related to Alberta, probably related to provincial elections or some shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway. How have you been? Uh, you know, it's been it's been a few weeks. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's how time works. That's, yeah. I, uh, I'm officially done my degree. Oh, dang. Yeah. Uh, I haven't gotten all my grades back yet, sure, so like there, sure. you know, there's still the there's still a chance, chance you could crash and burn it. <laughs> that they're like, yeah, uh, not only did you fail this final exam, but we've decided to retroactively fail you for everything uh, in this class, and therefore, I don't know, I don't know how it works. Do you feel good? We should have a pizza party. All right, yeah, we should go to <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Technically, pizza. Charles Entertainment Cheese. Um, <laughs> what I said. <laughs> When I said that to Allie, she was floored. <laughs> when she learned, learned the, what the e was Chuck E. Cheese's st- middle name is. That's yeah. for entertainment. It sure does. <laughs> he was born into this, baby. Yeah. And do you know he started as this like uh, wisecracking New Yorker? No. Yeah, like early Chuck E. Cheese. He's, he was just like planted on the wall. And he's a little animatronic. He'd just be like, hey, what's going on over there? Yeah. Hey, uh, come uh, on, give me some cheese, y'all. I, I hope kids gave him, like, kicked him in the shins. Yeah, he probably did. Yeah. He probably broke broke down very often. Yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's good uh, to be done. Um, I don't have to worry about any of that anymore, but now I need to find a job. So Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the problem with our society. Yeah. You need uh, to work to uh, get money. You need and, and you need money it. is needed for goods yeah. and services. You need it immediately, and but r- pay rent. You think you're going to get a job in your field? No. Okay. <laughs> I've tried. I've Can applied I? for many, and gotten little to nothing in return. So. Oh, uh huh. Well, it's a it's a it's a weird industry. So well, you know that what that means. What? Just quit. Yeah. Yeah. Just quit everything. Quit it all. <laughs> no, you're going to get a job in the field. You're going to get a job writing for the Calgary Herald or some shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. 
Uh, you yeah. know people. Hmm? You know people. I know who have had people. writing jobs in that industry. Yeah. I wrote a uh, paper about Jaws. The film. The film Jaws. Yeah. And I thought I biffed it. Like I, when I finished it and I like submitted it, I'm like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> like, so I'm like I but I had another paper to write, so I'm like, I can't, I can't stew over this. I can't restart it. Whatever. I submit it. Um, got an A minus on it. There so. you go. <laughs> so sometimes. Sometimes things work out when you don't expect them to. Minuses don't even count either, so. No, it's basically an A. Yeah. <laughs> a plus, one might say. Yeah, it basically is. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, that's been my life. Uh, how do you feel? <laughs> you feel good? I feel fine. You did something. I did you something. You did something. You're going to get a piece of paper that you did a tangible that's thing. That's true. You I'm have. Gonna, I'm going to hang it above my toilet. Yeah, you should. It feels good, and it makes everyone who comes over to your house have to look at it and <laughs> comment on it. Uh-huh. Because if they don't... Then it's weird. Then it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You're going to have two of those. I'm going to have two of them. Yeah. B- both as useful as the last. Yeah. <laughs> but you're going to have two. You know? Yeah. And... Um, what do you want to do? You want to get like a master's in one of them? No. I don't know. Well, you know what the whole point of post-secondary education is, right? To get a master's. Yes. <laughs> That's what they say at your convocation, it's man. True. It's true. I've already the learning gotten, doesn't stop here. I've already got, I mean, so many emails about like, oh, thinking about a, going to graduate school, are you? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> Leave me alone. Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the whole reason I started this is because I did envision going and getting a master's and then becoming a professor, but I learned very quickly in my degree, uh, just use that Jaws paper as an example. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't like doing this, right? this academic part of it. I like talking about it. I like studying it. I like learning about it, but actually like- You should do a movie podcast. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Can we make a living off that? Um, we could, <laughs> we could definitely do better than what we're if doing we put more effort now. and, uh, had a solid schedule and, and had a solid schedule yeah. and had a Facebook account uh-huh. that did disappear. <laughs> I mean, it's probably just in the metaverse somewhere. We just got to go find it's it. It's locked away. Yeah, we, it's we gone. We got to enter the metaverse and f- physically find it on the shelves. It's gone. <laughs> You know how when they say things on the internet are there forever? It's false. It's false. This is gone. Um, was I saw a movie recently uh, called Relax, I'm from the Future uh-huh. at the uh, Calgary Underground Film Festival. It has uh, Reese Darby in the lead role. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may know from Flight of the Concords fame. I do. Uh, anyway, he's basically a time traveler, and he comes back to around our time, and it's, uh, it's kind of a goofy comedy, uh, some heartwarming moments and whatnot, but... One of the main things is like uh, talking about how, like in the future, uh, a lot of the records are just gone because you're very bad at keeping records of things. Is what he says to <laughs> to us essentially, and it's like, yeah, we are. <laughs> we just store them in places, and we think this will never go away. And then, like, something goes wrong. It's like it's all gone. <laughs> Sorry, we lost it all. There's the whole the ancient library of Alexandria. Mm-hmm. That should have been the lesson. Yeah. Make it bur- copies. It burned. Right? Make copies of things. I think it burned. It did. It yeah. burned <laughs> because it was a library. 
It's a lot of uh, a lot of paper. A lot of old parchment, and uh, that uh, is good for kindling. Very <laughs> notoriously used to start fires. <laughs> it's just some guy like smoking a cigar or something. He just whoops. I think it's actually dramatized in the film Cleopatra. Oh, I could be wrong. That movie's four hours long. Ugh. Oh, Hollywood. Yeah. You Stop rascal. trying to remake that movie. <laughs> Are they trying to remake Cleopatra? They've been trying to remake it for a okay. long time. I mean, is it public domain? That's probably why. Yeah, it's just a person. It's just... <laughs> oh, so they're just trying to tell the story of Cleopatra again. Yeah, I yeah, thought you yeah. meant specifically recreate that movie. Oh, I mean, like, with that movie in mind. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. It would probably be a Disney property because it was a Fox movie. Yeah, probably. To begin with. Everything's a Disney property. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except for Paramount. Tom Cruise ain't no Disney guy. That's true. Harrison, for, yep. <laughs> Harrison. Mm. Uh, Warner. Chris Pratt, no. Nope. Uh, Paul Rutten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, anyway. Anyway, here we are. We're here. We're talking futures. We are. We're talking... Um, War is the H word. Let's talk about that first. That's the next one the, in the line of episodes. The better of the two episodes. I would agree. 17th episode of season two, written by Eric Horsted, directed by Ron Hugart. Huge art. Huge ass. Um, <laughs> original air date, November 26, 2000. Now, if you recall the last episode we did... Those air dates were in May of mm. 2000. Mm. So you can see why Disney Plus, for example, considers this season three. Yes, that because, makes sense. Because of the way they aired it. But the way they produced it, once again, how we're deciding to do things, this was still supposed to be in season two. Right. Weird. This show, was, this show was completely fucked from the, from the get-go. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's almost like, uh, especially in this era, like late 90s, early 2000s, it's almost like TV production companies didn't have any faith in anything. The internet caused everything to become so like quickly discussed and accessible and whatnot that there's just, like nothing was given a chance. And like it's almost, yeah. like, it's almost cyclical because like that, that kind of happened... Where a lot of shows like Futurama and and like Arrested Development and like Firefly, you know, like these shows that like are critical darlings now, or at least like have big fan bases, were never given a chance. Were like switched around the time slots and just like and then canceled unceremoniously. And then like I feel like when streaming started to create create their own shows, they had the same kind of like early network uh, stuff in the like eighties and nineties, where like. They'd be like, okay, well, let's do like 13 episodes for this show for season one or whatever. Yeah. And then they, you know, they're like, yeah, the ratings aren't great, but like, we'll do another season. We'll give you another chance. Perfect example are those initial Netflix series. Yeah. Like, not, I'm not talking House of Cards. No, no. Like, I'm talking Lily Hammer. Oh, sure. Like a show like <laughs> Lily Hammer, yeah. which one of I, Netflix's of first, first shows, that lasts for like three or four seasons. Yeah. And you're like, what? It's because they, it was still unproven, so they couldn't be like, oh, no one's watching this, therefore no one likes it. It's more just like, we need to give it time to grow, time Hemlock to grow Hemlock Grove. Hemlock Grove, sure. Three or four seasons, I think. Great. <laughs> uh, 
But now we're back to this era of like, if it's not an immediate hit, if it's not like all over Twitter or whatever, it's done. Mm -hmm. You get one season, you're done. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, to be fair, a lot of that is the correct move because they also are producing way too much shit. Yeah. And that's their problem. That's the problem with streaming overall is just, it's just all about content. It's all about just pumping out as much shit as you can. Yeah. Um, Because like, Honestly, if they just, like Netflix as an example, if we're ignoring all the other streaming services and just looking at Netflix, if they if they put out like one new TV show every month and it was quality, like it was something they vetted and made sure like is a good show, I'd probably like Netflix. It's an appointment viewing. You would make <laughs> yeah. it appointment viewing again. Yeah. And then it'd be like, okay, that one's a hit, whatever. Stranger Things, let's say. Let's say, you know, in this hypothetical, this they released Stranger Things uh, May of some year and no other TV shows, it became the hit that it is. And they're like, great. Another season will come next year or even like in six months, whatever next year around the same time. Sure. Like, you know how shows work. TV shows. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I still, I mean, we've said this before. I maintain it should be weekly episodes. Of course you do not fucking all the, all of it at once. I think you've been watching succession. Yes. Spoilers for Succession. <laughs> Spoilers for Succession right away. But that is exactly how you do that. What I wanted to say about it was, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll dance around it a little bit, just so, just in case people don't want to be spoiled. No, 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 no. Spoilers for Succession. No, it, right it is now. spoilers. And I'm going to say this. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say this. The show's great. It's so good. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is there's a thing that happens That's the spoiler, in like... Okay. <laughs> I think that happens in episode three of this this current and final season mm-hmm. that if the show was all dropped at once, yeah. no one would be talking about it. No. I mean, there obviously people would be talking about it, but they'd also just be like... You'd forget well, about it and so then, fast. You know, you'd be like, oh, that was crazy, but then, oh, season or episode five, something even crazier happened or whatever, you know? Like, yeah, it's just like... And that's why that's why like the episodic format is so much more interesting to me because and they get to have their actors go out there and do the rounds yeah. and be like, oh yeah, this was crazy to film. Wait for next week. Mm-hmm. There was and they get to they get to do that in house too because yeah. like these ones that are released weekly get to have like how Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul had the after shows, right? You know, Talking Saul, Talking Saul, Talking Bad, Talking Bad, and the Talking Dead. It's just it all came from that. All that junk. But these these immediate... They had, they these, had lightning in a bottle with the talking dead. Yeah. I mean... Because it rhymes. Yeah. And then they were like, well, let's keep do this for other shows. What do we call it? Talking bad? I mean, that's close because... Yes. Breaking <laughs> Breaking bad. bad, yeah. Talking bad. And then it's like, talking Saul? Bad. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's we got a format now, I guess. It's better talk talking, Saul. <laughs> yeah, it should be better talk Saul. <laughs> It's so easy. <laughs> gabbing about bad. <laughs> Gab gabbing gabbing poorly. <laughs> it's a bad show. My point is yeah, you get to have your actors go on like their their network podcast and talk about it like how Brian Cox did. Mm-hmm. Um on their official succession podcast and he gets to talk about what the show meant to him and all of that sort of thing. Nice. And it gets to be like, oh, that was that's great. You get to draw it out. You get to draw out your your um additional content for the rest of the week. Yeah. Which you builds hype for the, the next one. And yeah. It does two things. It 
it enjoys and there's speculation people can speculate yes. and have fun talking about like what's going to happen next you know and yeah. it's not that dumb thing where you know you're like oh man i just watched episode three it's so crazy i wonder if blank's gonna happen and then someone's like well keep watching and you'll see and it's like all right fuck you <laughs> they make hour plus episodes on hbo they're great shows anyway yeah um that feel like that that you've that you've had a had a mouthful you know mm-hmm. that feel like i'm good yeah i'm good like it's hard for me to watch more than one episode of succession in a row yeah because they're intense they're very like there's a lot going on there's a lot to process mm-hmm. uh and because they're made with with care and a and a big old budget yeah they stand up to a second viewing yeah oh yeah uh we we rewatched all of season 3 in preparation for season 4 uh selena had not seen season 3 yet i think it's very good it's very good it's very yeah. exciting yeah um and i didn't even realize it took me until listening to the episode the the episode of succession because my god that episode was so good um of the podcast mm. to realize that oh season 4 they're doing day after day each episode is this is like one day is one day the next day the next day the next day the next day so it's going to be like 10 9 or 10 days, days in their lives yeah. yeah as the final succession happens that's pretty cool and i'm like oh that's cool thank god brian cox said that <laughs> i was not picking up on it yeah i didn't i was not aware but i did re- realize that all of these timelines are very they're all truncated it's all yeah. very it, it's getting a lot yeah things move fast in the business world yeah they sure do and now fuck off now fuck off (laughs) fucking pirates (laughs) good show uh hey dad uh okay uh yeah okay sure um that's my kendall that's your kendall it's good yeah (laughs) do you who who's your who's your pick who's my pick your successor pick my succeeder yeah um, I feel like it might be Shiv. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're 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 building her up to, or maybe Tom. I think Tom fucking Tom blown it. I mean, I always the thing about that show though. Yeah, you think someone's blown it, and then yeah. look at look at Roman. Yeah, remember what he did last season? I do it was very funny. <laughs> One of the funniest things yeah. ever put on television. It was so funny. And his fucking face after. Um, yeah, I, it's not him. I, it's not him. He's yeah. not the guy. No. And he knows it, which and is knows it. what I like about him Yeah, so much. Yep. Uh, it's, it's Shiv or Ken, in my mind. I think, I mean, Ken, Ken is like kind of the, makes the most sense in a lot of ways. Because it kind of comes full circle. But there's like this darkness that follows him around yeah. that is going to eat him whole. I think... It, it, I almost feel like there's no way that Shiv or Roman, but specifically Shiv because of how she's being treated so far, is going to reveal what Ken did at the end of season one. Mm. Do they know? Yeah, he, he on the beach at their mom's oh, wedding, right. he revealed all. 
Right. And he was broken. And he yeah. was just like, I need to tell you guys this. And then, you know, <laughs> Roman's like, uh, come on, man. Who hasn't done that? Uh, yes. Yes. In know? classic Roman yeah. fashion. <laughs> Who hasn't done that? Yeah. Oh, see? No, you're you're a hero as far as I'm concerned. Um, Fucking... But uh, I just feel like that's got to come back in some way. Yeah, totally. Because, again, he's like, he's suddenly, now that he's in charge, essentially, ostensibly, he's like becoming his like shitty smarmy self again mm-hmm. you know when he fucking to what's his name fisher stevens you remember he's like who's he, fisher stevens playing he's uh fuck it. And see, that's the problem i remember the actor not the character name but he's the he's the guy who uh, uh he was on lost oh hugo hugo thank you yes. yes that is him uh he at the end of like once they were named ceo and he's like he's like or uh do i have to get out the strap on yeah and Hugo's like, oh fuck, <laughs> this guy's out of control already, because um, he has dirt on him. So anyway, there you go, succession, succession, succession. Chat. It's very exciting, very <laughs> exciting, and uh, it, it does it does prove your point yeah. in a lot of ways. I do love my precious Apple model, my 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 sweet baby Apple model. Uh, who's that? Of um of releasing three. Ah, your gotcha. uh, your initial three, and then, and then weekly after, and then Is weekly that after idea? that, yeah, for however long. That's a fun, yeah, that's a fine model. I think I'm it's okay fun because, yeah. like, especially when it's a new show, you're just no. like, I want it all, yeah, you know, and it's just like, okay, here's three for free. <laughs> you got to come back later. Yeah, you got to come back. Later. Yeah, uh, like they did that. Interestingly, they did that with Ted Lasso season one and two, not this season. Oh, mm-hmm. this season. It's one weekly, weekly, one at, one at a time, and it's been paying off for them, I guess. You know, um, I think it's a good format. It is, yeah. Um, they did it with uh, Severance. It, it it might be a really great way to premiere new shows. Mm. You know, to just get them, show them what you have. Yeah, you know. So it's like, here's yeah, because sometimes it takes it takes a few episodes to get to grabbed sh- to be like right? this is our this is our ish yeah here like they did it with severance and i'm like yeah show me one episode a week of severance from now on because you have me yeah severance is good yeah i like that show check out severance on apple tv thanks alan <laughs> <laughs> yay oh boy <laughs> i'm so happy hey i need a job maybe apple will hire me uh st- <laughs> ah not ah, with that phone well <laughs> They don't need to know. <laughs> you could get a work phone. Yeah. 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 I'd be fine with that. An iPhone 13 mini. Mm. Pro. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I just watched uh, the movie Blackberry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know about this movie? I do. Yeah, I've seen trailers for it. Uh, I really want to see it. It's great. I highly recommend it. Um, but then I also just rewatched Steve Jobs. Mm. Danny Boyle's Steve Jobs. Yeah. And it's interesting how similar those movies are in a lot of ways. Um, but also very different, mm-hmm. but also just how much like Apple is just like, you know, at the center, not the center, but like a main focal point of, you know, like when I was watching Blackberry, this isn't a spoiler or anything, but it's basically just like, it uses like date, you know, so it'll be like 1996 and then like things will be happening, you know, 2000, 2004, I think was the next one. Anyway. And then uh, 2006? Well, 2007, right? Seven. 2007 pops up on screen and I look at Selena and I'm just like, oh, oh, I know what's, oh, I know what's oh, coming. Oh, 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 it's going to be and, bad for and Blackberry. And sure enough, it's them watching the the keynote yeah. of announcing the iPhone and them being like, yeah, it's fucking, like, it's going to crash and burn. Yeah, nobody's like, going to want that. Nobody's going to want that, yeah. Nobody's going to want that. They're going to want our buttons. Yeah. They're yeah, going to want, want all buttons. these buttons. 
want the click. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Right? <laughs> right, right, please. Please don't let Blackberry die. Um, it did. Spoilers. It did. When the Blackberry touch came out, oh boy. you knew it was all over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very good, though. Like, Jay Baruchel is in, in just like perfectly executed of his skills as well as uh glenn howerton yeah yeah oh, i, I like seeing him in, in this movies bald asshole yeah <laughs> it's just like a shark and what then, about uh, johnson i mean matt, so matt johnson's just himself like he's yeah. basically just this goofy best friend and he's very funny he strikes um, me as the wozniak uh that's the thing he's not because like he's, jay baruchel is kind of more the wozniak okay. and then glenn howerton is like if if you if you make that comparison, Howerton's more the Steve Jobs mm-hmm. cause just because he's he's the one who knows the business and knows how to like get things done. Mm-hmm. Whereas Baruchel is the the genius programmer who like knows how to actually create the things. Yep. Uh, whereas Matt Johnson is just his best friend, mm-hmm. and like from the very beginning, like Howerton's basically like like the bigger the sacrifice, the better the the result or something is basically what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Like you know in business, and he's basically just trying to say like, I know you like this guy, but he's not helping you at all. You need to get rid of him. And so it's like, you know, a thing like right from the jump where it's like the only reason he's kept around is because he's friends with him. Like he doesn't doesn't really bring much to the table. But and did he write and direct it? Johnson? Uh, he, he directed for sure. I think he uh, co-wrote it with someone with his with, with Jared Rabb, I think. Was it his Nirvana the band the show friend? Um, I don't. That's Jay. Um, sorry. Because they they did have some of the um, uh, they had the producer and I thought it was the co-writer, but maybe not um at the uh show mm-hmm. when i saw it um matthew miller sorry is his co-writer which is also the producer yes okay so yes the co-writer and producer was was in attendance when we saw it cool um yeah um that's gonna be that's i think that movie's gonna be pretty big yeah yeah i hope so it's got a good title it's very canadian but it's got a good title it's got a good title yeah it's got good performances. It's I gotten think. brand it, name it recognition. Buzz, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like I said, it's very Canadian, which is just it sometimes makes it hard to. That's a tough sell. You know, become yeah. a hit outside of Canada. Yeah. I think it'll be a niche loved movie, but I don't know if it'll be a big hit. But I'd be happy to prove it wrong. So, so well, there's hockey in this movie, too. That's oh, great. Because <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but the guy that Glenn Harriton plays. Um, uh, he also made like four unsuccessful bids to buy an NHL team. Oh, really? Like throughout his life, the movie just has one of those attempts, and they, I think they actually combine two different ones because it's you know dramatically more interesting. But mm-hmm. I re- I was reading about it afterwards. I'm like, oh, he he kept trying to buy NHL teams and move them to Canada. <laughs> so like he like uh, I think so the one in the movie he he's like trying to buy the Pittsburgh Penguins, which which this guy Whoa. did try to do. No. <laughs> oh wait. But there was that time before Crosby when yes. they were. I see. Yeah, yeah. So he was uh, in the movie. They they dramatize it and make it so he's trying to buy the Pittsburgh Penguins and move them to Hamilton. Yeah. But in reality, I think it was I can't remember what it was the team he actually was trying to buy, um, and move them to Hamilton. But it wasn't the Penguins. But anyway, it was Thrashers, Arizona, something yeah. like that. <clears throat> he did try to buy the Coyotes at one point. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he. But what happened was he was in talks he hasn't closed the deal in buying the team yet but it was like pretty much a done deal and then he bought a stadium in hamilton and started selling tickets and then the nhl found out and they're like okay well now we're not selling to you you fucker <laughs> you didn't even tell us you wanted to move to canada like it's so funny it's so fucking funny Brutal. anyway good movie so you watched jobs again i watched steve jobs again. yeah, yeah. not jobs no 
Sorry. Different You film. watched Steve Jobs again. I did. And it's great. Yeah, it's great. It's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, I think, the perfect execution of a Sorkin script. Mm hmm. Like, I, I, by that I mean, like, I, because I'm very hit or miss with Sorkin. Mm hmm. And I think this is one of those Sorkin scripts that, like, works so well. Yep. Um, so well structured and so like just interesting. He has three monumental movies in the first half of the of the of the twenty tens. So you got Social Network. You got Moneyball. Moneyball, right? And you got this one. I always forget he wrote that one. Yeah. Well he 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 has a core writing credit with Steve Zalian. Gotcha. Which I think is one of the reasons that that it works. Like it's a little less, a little less sorkin. Yeah. (laughs) And also Bennett Milliter, like the directors are all like it's it's everything with him. Yeah. We've talked about this, I think. Um, but it's everything with him and the way that the way that Boyle turns it into a Danny Boyle movie is so fun. Yeah. And the way he plays with realism mm-hmm. is so fun. And I love Rogan in that movie as well. I, as just, Laws. just when you were talking, I was just like I was just thinking about his the, his what do you do speech. Yeah. Um and that of course his like their last confrontation where he's like do you think john became john because he won a lottery he was john because he was john yeah everybody likes ringo (laughs) such a dick he's such a fucking prick to was the entire movie yeah and but he's right that's the problem that's the problem that's the problem is but it's not binary it's not binary. You can be you can decent be, and gifted. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Love it. Yeah. It's a it's such a good movie. Good movie. I um I watch it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why whatever like you bring a comfort it up. Movie for it you? is a yeah. huge comfort movie for me. And it's also a um a movie that I that I can actually get my dad talking to me about. Mm. You know? Yep. Um you know how because uh, I listened I listened I listened to the blank check episode on it, mm-hmm. and I listened and and I watched the movie, mm-hmm. and then I spent some time with my dad, yeah. and it all kind of like coalesced. coalesced into a moment that 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 made me like it was a it was a moment of clarity for me, uh-huh. where like because uh, Sims on that ep- on that episode says that he can only communicate with his daughter through products that he invents, yep. um, so through technology, yeah. The, the, the ending, of course, right where he's like he's like trying to connect with her, and he's like, "Well, yeah. she likes music." He's like, yeah. "I'm going to create something where yeah. you can put all your music on." Yeah, I'm going to put songs in your pocket. Yeah, uh, <laughs> hundred songs. Please love me. Hundred songs, thousand songs, somewhere between a hundred and a thousand songs. <laughs> please love me. Please love me, daughter. Um. Yeah. Uh, and it and it and it got me realizing that that's that's how I communicate that's with my dad. dad. Yeah. Um, not through things that he invents, although that helps. Mm-hmm. It's technology. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we communicate. Are able to talk about about things. Yeah, based on the new tech. The new tech. Yeah, and it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Anyway, speaking of tech, IHOC. What is the H word? IHOC. That's pretty good. So here's a fun fact: mm. Disney Plus has all the seasons of Mash. Wow, on it, yeah. How many seasons is that? Eleven. Ah, there are eleven seasons of Mash. That's crazy. And it's missing one episode. Oh, which one? That I know of. 
the series finale. What? It does not. It does not have the hour and a half long series finale on Disney Plus. Why? Fuck if I know. That's so weird. I've seen the hour and a half long season finale. It's the highest viewed finale of all time until Friends, so good. It's such a good episode of television. It's just like, it's it's overwrought, definitely. Hmm. It's really long, definitely. Hmm. But it's also really sweet and really well performed and funny and sad and... You know, I've never watched an episode of MASH. It's good. I should say that I think... I think it's kind of there's it's buried in two shows, hmm. like it it, it kind of you can kind of separate it into two shows. the The show that it is in the first three seasons is a much more standard sitcom. Okay, where like the let's not forget that the location is insanely unique. Right, like their wartime is it Vietnam, or is it close Korea? Korea, Korea right? Um, the uh, the the location's very unique in that it's a war mm-hmm. and it's a it's a current it's a it's a relatively current war because it's commenting on fucking Vietnam, which mm-hmm. was just, you know, right. not not too far in the rear view. Um and uh the way that it works is in the first three seasons we have a bunch of these like, you know, fun everyone's everyone's being irreverent. That's the irreverent mode yeah. on IHOC. And Alan then old is there. Yeah, Alan Alda's there from the beginning. And when season This is incredible. This is me. I'm Alan Alda. Hello. I think I feel like that's closer to someone else. <laughs> uh, probably. I yeah. don't know. Uh I can I, I just man, Bill Hader's Alan Alda impression is just so fucking perfect. Yeah. And I try to think of that <laughs> if I try to do an Alan Alda and I can't quite get it, but there you go. Yeah, that guy's got some good ones. <laughs> he's lucky he's a really good actor though. This is so good. This is fantastic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it feels like like later Alda, yeah, like nineties yeah, could, yeah, could aughts Alda, <laughs> where he's like he's old and can't move very well. Oh boy. Um the uh the the show then like takes a real turn when one of the lead characters is killed. Oops. Because it's a war. It's a war. And People he's die. it's the saddest thing in the world. Have you heard of this episode? No. Um when uh McLean Stevenson's character, uh Colonel Oh God! Hapablan. No, no. The mustard. The colonel who replaces him is Colonel Potter. Okay. He Harry. is Colonel Harry. Colonel Henry. Oh. Blake. <laughs> okay. Yes, nailed it. <laughs> uh, colonel Henry Blake gets sent home at mm. the end of season three. Yep. Rotates out. Okay. His plane gets shot down uh. over the Sea of Japan, and he dies. There's no survivors. Mm. They say this. In the episode, at the very end of the episode, mm-hmm. and everything changes ah. from that point because Hawkeye's best friend just leaves between seasons. Radar, he's gone. Radar's one of them. He's Damn the it. one who gives them the news. Okay, and it's brutal. And seen how much I know just based on osmosis. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, hot lips. Margaret Houlihan. <laughs> She's a major. <laughs> She's the Oh, the lady. <laughs> yes. See, I had no idea. Yes. Uh and then in season 4 they bring in a new uh new friend for Hawkeye, they bring in a new uh, commanding officer and it takes a more like Black Widow realistic turn. That's Scarlett Johansson. And but she's friends with Hawkeye. She is best friends. Best friends. Remember Budapest? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I sure do. When do you think we're going to get that uh, prequel series on Disney Plus? 
They had a chance. They did. <laughs> it was called Black Widow, called Black the movie. And it was a prequel, yeah. in a way, Kinda, yeah. <laughs> to to learning how she got her vest. Yeah. We, we all got, wanted we to figure it out. We wanted to know. How'd she get that vest? America needed to know, needed to know. how Black Widow got her vest. I maintain that I movie. I hate that movie. Pretty good. <laughs> no. I haven't rewatched you're it since so, I You're so <laughs> off base <laughs> on this one. That movie stanks. Nah, it's pretty good. Nah, it's pretty bad. Florence Pugh, David Harbour, both both firing all cylinders. What about and Rachel Weisz? Rachel Weisz, decent. All right. I think she's fine. She doesn't have much to do. No, she doesn't. I just like when it becomes a Mission Impossible movie. Sure, 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 sure. I like spy shit. I prefer, I, say? I prefer Mission Impossible movies. No, me too. 100%. There's no argument there. I have Rebecca Ferguson in them. They do. Not all of them. No. But two of them so far. The best ones. Yeah. Well. Oh, this is going to be tough. <laughs> Hawkeye's in those. He's Brant, though. He's not yeah, Hawkeye. But maybe he is. But he's Brant. <laughs> maybe he's undercover. Do you think he's going to be in the next one? I hope so. Yeah. Or the one I would after love that. If they, brought, if they got him back. That would be nice. Yeah. Because, I mean. It was it filmed before his accident, right? It did. Yeah. So well, for the most part. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. glad he's alive. Uh, we were talking about this episode of Futurama yeah, that I well, actually, we were talking about Mash. Yeah. And then I derailed us with Hawkeye. <laughs> right. But basically, Mash to me was always that show that came on after like Fresh Prince or The Simpsons or you know something I was enjoying, mm-hmm. and then I just remember like. Because TV at that time, I couldn't choose. It was just I was just beholden to whatever the networks put in front of my eyeballs. And whenever a show would end, I'd be like, and I'll, like there wasn't guides really at the time, you know, either. Like there was TV guides, physical ones you could get, but we never had those. So it was always like, literally, no idea what's coming next after The Simpsons ends or whatever. And then it'll be like, the helicopter, and then. And you're like, why is this so maudlin? Like, yeah, what the hell is this? A fucking like, I and I, like, I think I assumed in my brain that it was like a show from the 40s or something, like, like that just shot during like the World War. Definitely, like the opening <laughs> sequence gives you that vibe. Yeah, and so I'm I'm pretty sure I would always switch channels before it even finished the opening song. Yeah, and then it wasn't until years later that like. I learned it was this huge phenomenon. Like everyone loved it. And, a like, massively it's a comedy, important cultural you know, or like artifact, co- comedic, like you know, like not just a fucking depressing war drama, which is what I assumed it mm-hmm. was. Because that opening theme, it's good, mm-hmm. but it doesn't sound like a comedy. You know the <laughs> you know lyrics I mean? to it, right? Uh, suicide is painless. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if those are the lyrics. They but are. That's yeah, the name, that's the name of the that's the song. The song, yeah, because yeah. the the lyrics are because suicide is painless. <laughs> It brings on many changes. Oh my god! And I can keep on living if I please. <laughs> oh my god, it's so sad. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's um, from the movie. From yeah. the from the movie. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, the yeah. movie. That's Mash. the other thing I learned much later as well that it was you know a Robert Altman film. Yeah, spun off into a TV show. A yeah. much like obviously much darker yeah but the movie the the movie actually becomes closer to the back half mm. of mash mm-hmm. the series yeah as like as it goes along like like 
when it when it first becomes when it first is a thing, like all of its edges are sanded off. Yeah, and it gets sharper and sharper. So it's more it irreverent early. Yeah, and becomes more maudlin yes. later on, yeah. much like IHOC. Yes, switches much like IHOC. His little switch. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, mash never my thing, but. I don't know. At its best, it switches between both between scenes. Like, yeah, it's like well, it I, is I mean, really I, good. I at imagine that. that's the whole reason they have this joke, and you know, yeah, as with the IHOC. That's my favorite tech. There you go. Yeah. yeah, is that that is like I always just thought it was a funny joke, but it makes more sense that it was like a commentary on the show Mash in a yeah. lot of ways, right? Where it's like, how can they switch between those so effortlessly? <laughs> it's literally scene by scene. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because it's like it's a big camp, mm-hmm. right? So you can go pretty much anywhere, yep. and things on one side don't affect things on the other. And like, yeah, and someone's it, dying in one tent, and then someone's getting their dick sucked in the other one. I exactly, don't know. you nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> but you're right by hot lips. Um, <laughs> I don't know. No, she becomes a much better character around season five. Okay. Um, but War is the H Word is uh, a pretty good episode of Futurama. I like I it think. a lot. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's always been one of the in in the early era one of the ones that stuck out in my brain is like I think because it's like a clear like outside of the the work office environment you know that they usually do and it's not like a clear uh, going to a place to deliver something and then getting on an adventure there it's like it's it's almost like it's its own little mini episode outside of all that where they go to war mm-hmm. and the way they get there is so silly so, and but so fast that you're just like yeah fine uh, you know what just get right to it i don't need like a, a whole act to set up why they're in the army um they just wanted to buy some gum with five percent discount yep uh so they signed up for the army <laughs> and then war were declared immediately immediately that's great where are they going doesn't matter Sphere, uh, Who are the enemies? Like Sphere, Spheropia or something. Spheropia, like yeah. And the uh, the enemy are balls. Yep. They're just bouncy balls. They're bouncy balls. Yeah. Look out. Look out. They're bouncy balls. And it is... I love that it's Nixon. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Nixon's the one. He's always there. And I love that they bring him along. And he's so funny. Mm-hmm. My favorite jokes... Of this episode are Nixon related. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably my favorite is just when he's in the shower. Just <laughs> the visual singing. of of him singing in the shower as just this head in a jar, and it's like that's so stupid. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> he doesn't need a shower. I love their little guns, their wind up guns. Yeah, that's my favorite tech. That's your favorite? Yeah. I don't know. Some of it's really funny to me. It's like, you have to wind it. And it's like... And then like later on, they're all doing it at once. And it's like cacophony of... Uh, it's funny funny shit. Weird funny shit. Yeah. Um, that was the other thing. I was a big... Uh, weirdly a big fan of... Uh, like weirdly because of my age. Not weird because any other reason. Because it's a great movie. But I was a big Starship Troopers fan. Yeah. Around this time in 2000. Um. I remember it scared me a lot. Yeah, it's a scary movie, <laughs> but I loved it. I was and so like this episode, of course, is is parodying that uh, subtly as well, just with the 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 vistas and the and the the army uniforms and stuff, um, and the fact that they're the invaders. They're the invaders. That's yeah, the whole reveal, as it were, of no, no, we're actually fascists and we're committing genocide. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Nailed it. 
Starship Troopers is a good movie. It's a very good movie. You should watch it if you haven't. I think it's a just a straight up masterpiece. It's, it's perfect. Yep. I watch we're that, the villains. I watch that movie all the time. It's me. Hi. Yeah. We're I'm, the villains. I'm the bad guy. It's yeah. me. Uh, oh, great song. Yeah. <laughs> Pivoting again. Yeah. <laughs> there's a show called You. Uh-huh. I've Have you seen it. this show? I watched the first episode ages ago, yeah. like when the first season first came out, and I, I didn't get hooked. But. It's real trashy. Yeah. It's real trashy. I love it. Great. I love it. Uh, but the season finale of, of season four drops that song, Antihero. Antihero by Taylor yeah. Swift. And throughout the whole season, I'm like, what are these music drops that mm-hmm. they're doing? It feels very human music-y, like how <laughs> sure. Netflix does, yeah. you know, where it's like they go onto SoundCloud and just yeah. like take a royalty-free track yeah. but then at the end they drop i can't believe this happened to me yeah dun, 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 human dun, dun, music <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go into the grass and we're gonna roll around <laughs> <laughs> and that's why i was betrayed <laughs> i was betrayed by my love <laughs> Love can, is blind. You can't see the tears that I'm crying. <laughs> I'm in the backyard crying. Celebrate your love tonight. <laughs> should, should we just do that? Should we create these sounds? Music, these music for humans? Yeah, and then sell it to Netflix? <laughs> I think they wouldn't make... buy it. Well. They would uh, be oh, like, we'll take... pay you with exposure. Uh, That's the whole it. thing, you know? Mm. I don't agree with that. No, it's bad, but right. th- there's no way they're paying these. Anyway. Yeah, maybe like a small amount. Maybe a tiny bit. Maybe. Maybe a tiny bit, but I don't. But Because th- the the amount of needle drops there are in a show like Love is Blind, yeah. I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> it's like, it, they're, going on, they're going on SoundCloud, finding, typing in this, typing in betrayal, typing sure. in happy moment. But I think... I think that it's more likely that the reason they do that is because they know they can get them for cheap, mm-hmm. as in for like nothing. Cheap as free? I, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little less cynical than you. No, yeah, maybe. Still cynical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just feel like it's like, okay, here are options. We use actual licensed music and it costs us like thousands of dollars, or we find these SoundCloud songs, like you said, and we pay them a hundred bucks for a song, mm. for one use of their song. Mm. And it's like... And and they do that what like like seven times an episode or something maybe probably more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like yeah, look how much we saved versus like one song that costs like tens of thousands of dollars. Which is why when Antihero drops at the end of this, uh-huh. I'm like, hell yeah, <laughs> I feel the money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I feel the budget of the yeah, show. It's like it's, wait like, a it's like yes, you found they some cash. Yep. This is great. Also, <laughs> the song rips. Oh yeah, great song. Have you listened to Midnight's? Uh, I know, um, like that song, and I think there's been one other single that Lavender Haze. I think so. Lavender Haze is great. It's good. Yeah, Midnight's is an excellent album. I like great. it a lot. Doesn't matter that she's basically just doing what Carly Rae Jepsen has been doing for the past ten years. She's doing it well. What can we say? <laughs> <laughs> I can't be the first person to think that. I d- I don't know. No, you I, should check just... out some Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, I love Carly Rae Jepsen. Are you kidding me? Yeah, always loved her. Good. She's great. Canadian treasure. Absolutely. Saw her at the Stampede. Really? Yep. When? Like last last year's Stampede. She, really? She was at the Coke stage, yeah. Oh, shit. Well, at least she was on the big stage. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. But you know what was the worst part? What? Because uh, let's let's be clear, Carly Rae has at least five or six bangers that are singles. Mm-hmm. Um, however, most people they just don't call me. Maybe. Sure. Understandable. It was her first big hit. It was a massive song. Mm-hmm. She's pl- she's playing. She plays lots of her great hits, and then she plays "Call Me Maybe." Everyone loses their mind as soon as that song ends. Half the crowd starts leaving. I'm like, no, 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 no. no she's got more songs. She's got more songs. You fucks. I was so mad that yeah. people were. Leaving. I was like, you do not just stay for "Call Me Maybe" and then leave. I will murder you all. There was one that was just um, stuck in my head for like. Uh, the entire trip I was in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, God, now I can't remember what it was. It's a party of one, party for one. No, it's it's that's a sex song. It's a sexy song. I mean, that's all of her songs. <laughs> yeah, I know, but this one's like, <laughs> like specifically, sexy. Mm. God, I can't remember what it is. Is it "Call Me Maybe"? It's not "Call Me Maybe." <laughs> it's a better song than "Call Me Maybe." And "Call Me Maybe" is fine. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember other ones. Like I know there's uh, I really like you. Um Oh yeah, a new Cut one. to the Feeling. Cut to the Feeling, that's a great song. Yeah. Um she's got another new one with Rufus Wainwright. That's really good. Uh Rufus Wainwright. Yeah. From her new album, Loneliest Time? Loneliest Time, yep. Great song. It is the loneliest time. That's her Yep. Yeah, that's the one. Um What's it? Is this one? Oh. Don't play too much. Well, I'll, I'll play whatever I want. We'll talk over <laughs> it. It's fine. It's fair use. It's fair use. Uh, this is Cut to the Feeling? No, 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 oh. no. No. Cut to the Feeling is... Oh. But, but that's the one you had in your head. I don't was think cut. it was Cut to the Feeling. Oh, okay. This is Cut to the Feeling. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. This song is great. Was on time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just good pop music, you know? Yeah. I love some good dreamy pop. Yeah. And that's what Carly Rae Jepsen's been doing for the past decade, and Taylor Swift is doing it with Midnight's. And it's like, okay, if we're all into this. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. Man, this ceiling. Yeah, and she's gonna say she's because she said ceiling. She's gonna say feeling. Absolutely, there it is. There it is. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. This song's called "Cut to the Feeling," and she yeah. just said the word ceiling. Feeling's coming up, baby. Yeah. Oh man, it's just like because Allie loves uh, loves Curly Ray, and I'm just like, I can't remember any of the names of these songs. Maybe it's emotion. Hmm. Or is it Run Away With Me? Run Away With Me is so good. I think like every song I've heard of hers I've enjoyed. Like, Yeah, I she's mean, good. She's just really good. The point is she's good. The point is she's good. She's not in this episode. No. Run Away With Me. That's a good song. <laughs> Listen to her album Emotion. It's really good. Yes. Um. Anyway. Uh, we should talk about um, Zap Brannigan. We should. Because, boy, is he all over this episode. He's, yeah, which I love. I like Fry's subplot. After he's been a coward, he has to be Kiff's <laughs> assistant. That brings out a darker side to Kiff. Yeah, it's pretty good. He's uh, just it's not, cycle of cycle of violence. Right? Well, and he's like, and Fry's just not getting it. Mm. He's he's loving it. <laughs> That's true. You yeah. know, he's having a good time. 
He's singing "I'm Walking on Sunshine." Well, yeah. Well, rubbing his back. A, yeah. a, uh, a foreshadowing to him and Seymour, his little puppy, because mm-hmm. he teaches his dog how to sing that song. Mm-hmm. Great episode. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll cover on Patreon one day. Um, <laughs> oh, we'd cover it on main feed. That's an important episode. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he uh, the Zap stuff is is great. Like the whole Lee Lemon. Uh, Leela, you know, going in drag. Classic John Dark. Classic, yeah, classic John Dark. It's it's actually very similar when mm-hmm. you think about it. Which one came first? I think this came first. The Chicken or the Dark? Chicken or the Dark? Because I think Clone High is two thousand three, I believe. Is it? I think so. Is it? But like, yeah, it's basically the same idea where it's like a female character dresses in uh, as a as a male character. And then a male character starts to be attracted to them and think that they're gay. Yep, 2003. There you go. And that's coming back. Have you seen the trailer? No. Hmm. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, it's a bummer. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I've just seen the uh, character like poster, or not poster, character art. I mean, it all looks the same. Yeah, like the, the well, they have some new characters too. That's what yeah. I meant. Like that are the animation looks great. Gandhi's but, gone. Yeah, yeah, for good reason. Yeah, I mean, not good reason in my opinion. Like I don't care. Me neither. But I understand why they did it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like if it they makes have, sense. If they have to do that to bring their beloved show back, I on it's twelve years too late. Yeah, for me, it needed to happen <laughs> while we were all in university. Still, yeah. That's well, and what was the when it needed to happen? This has crested. What was the whole like? Because it ends with them frozen. Um, mm-hmm. Was there something about like a specific time frame of when they would be back? No, that's you're thinking of Twin Peaks, which oh, was twenty five yes. years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they actually did. They did it. They did twenty five years later. Yeah, pretty pretty cool. <laughs> pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I'll see you. In I was also thinking of five Seinfeld. Years? Because Seinfeld does in their, you know, they go to jail. Yeah, and it's yeah. Like, it's like, it's only, I can't remember how long now, but it's only blank years. And there was, I, I think, 10, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think they say 10 years. And uh, and then there was, so like when the 10-year anniversary of the finale came out, people were like, are they going to do like a like a little reunion thing? Like, and they didn't, thank God. But they did they, a curb thing. They did curb. Which is a whole different thing. And it was the right way to do it. Anyway. They're, um, they play themselves, right? Yes, all, so all, all the four main cast all play the actors, and the, and within Curb, they're creating a reunion episode of Seinfeld, and uh, and they do like they bring a lot of the other Seinfeld actors back, and they so do it's like, like season read. five of Seinfeld. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like it's a weird meta. Yeah, it's cool. It's good because then you what get season snippets of, of the of uh, season eight, I believe. Season eight. Um, Maybe seven. No, I think it's seven. Yes, because eight is the New York season. Yeah, season seven. Um, but you get like snippets of the reunion special that they film within the Curb universe as well, and like it's not good. <laughs> Which is like Larry's whole thing. He's like, they're never any good. They're always fucking dumb. Like, and the only reason he does it is because he thinks he can get his wife back. And right. So it's a very greedy uh, prospect on his end. Which fits with his character, yeah. Um, and then, but but it's that thing where they get to have their cake and eat it too, right? Where they get to create essentially a Seinfeld reunion special, but also talk, comment on how like fucking dumb the reunion special is. So, talk to me about Curb for a bit, okay? <laughs> then we'll talk about the next episode. <laughs> what do you want to know? Because we're done. 
with this episode. Sure. Right? It's good. It's good. Watch it. It's good and uh, fun. Oh, we should talk about before we okay, before curb talk. Okay. Just to wrap up this episode. Yeah. The Bender's top ten words. Oh god. Um This is a really good joke. It's really good. And also I could because I also found I'll bring it up here. I also found his actual top ten words based mm-hmm. on transcripts mm-hmm. um of the show. And I don't know when that, that list was created. It might have been just in the original run, which makes sense, but um so his uh his top ten um most used words in the episode um is obviously just goofy fun, but they are of course number ten chump, mm-hmm. number nine chumpette, number eight yours, number seven up, <laughs> number six pimp mobile, <laughs> number five bite, number four my, mm-hmm. number three shiny. Number two, daffodil, <laughs> and number one, ass. Uh, just a great little runner of a joke there. Yeah. Um, and I also love that later on, you know, he says, "I'm catching the first pinmobile out of here." And he goes, "So long, chumps and chumpettes." Like, if you actually list, like watch the show, you're like, he hasn't said most of those words. No. So I like that they insert that daffodil. <laughs> but his actual top ten words based on transcript. Again, not sure when this was made, but I just thought it would be fun. Number ten, kill. Number nine, old. Number eight, ass. Eight? Yeah. Wow. Number seven, God. All right. But I'm guessing like, oh my God, you know, right. like not religious shit. Number six, love, which is weird. Mm. Um, number five, whoa. <laughs> number four, human or humans. Number three, robot or robots. And then number two, fry. I thought you were going to say daffodil. Daffodil. <laughs> <laughs> and his number one top ten word actual is Bender. He says his own name. He says his own name a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bender. And then, uh, uh, and then, of course, the uh, words he guesses as his least frequently uttered words. Uh, please, thanks, sorry, thunderful, non-alcoholic, compassion, shrimp toast? I don't remember that one. And then antiquing. Is and the that's one the that one. That apparently is the one, but then he's okay. Because they have the explosion happen. Yeah. Anyway, that's a fun little thing. I like it. I like that runner. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to know about Curb? You ever watched it? No. Because it made... I tried, and it made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> and yeah. I just want to know how he gets away with it. Does he get away with it? What is he mean? still What's able he to keep with? getting away with this? <laughs> What's he getting this away show? With? Like Larry David, the real person yeah. creating this show, or yeah. Larry David, the character? Larry David, his... the both. Let's okay. say both. Um, like, because it's a it's a long running show. Yes, he kind of just makes a season when he feels like yep. it. Yep, which I love, and which means he can take years off, and he has, and he has. Yeah. He's always said, I'll only do another season of Curb if I have a good idea for it. And so, what what gives him the right <laughs> to do that? Like, what? who does I mean, he think he is? What's going satire, on right? here? Like, it's, all, it's all satire about, like, not only, like, the Hollywood, like, in, like, L.A. and Hollywood and, like, celebrities, but also it's, like, satire about, like, everyday shit that, like, you can tell Larry David himself, the actual person is annoyed by 
And then what he, it's like a weird, it's almost like a weird therapy for for him, I'm sure, where he gets to insert himself into these situations and say what he actually wants to say. Like take, for example, an episode where uh, a woman is at an ice cream store and she's sampling every kind of ice cream and he's the next one in line. And, you know, she's doing this and then he's, he starts like going, oh, yeah, can't, 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 can't sample them all. Can't sample the ball. There's more people waiting behind you, and she's she's realizing, and she's starting to get mad at him. And then he's like, he's she's like, I oh, will try the banana. And he's like, Oh, I wonder what that will taste like. Maybe banana. <laughs> and it's like very funny. I don't know. I I find it so funny because it's him just like, and and it's ne- he's never portrayed as the good guy either, right? He's always portrayed as an asshole who's just like, yeah, maybe saying things we're all thinking in some sense, in some sense, but he's also just like. Why? Why you gotta be such a dick, man? And then he gets like that lady ends up being like the admissions lady for some school that his friend, uh, his friend's daughter is trying to get into, right? So then it becomes a whole thing where it's like he has to go apologize to her, and even in his apology, he he's like you know doing a non-apology basically. Yeah, where he's sure. like He's like I'm so sorry for doing that, but you know, you, you were you were sampling a lot, and you know, like you know he does that thing, and um, but then it's also just like. It, celebrities playing themselves is my favorite part of that show because they always play like amped up asshole versions of themselves as well and it's just this like yeah i don't know it's this weird like commentary satire about la and and hollywood bigwigs and how things are produced and like like the the most recent season was him trying to pitch a show to like netflix like or he was going to hulu and netflix you know he was going to all the streaming places and like things go awry with with them and so he's like okay well hulu's out now because i like you know commented on the bathroom or something you know whatever it's all shit like that and 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 like someone like accidentally dies in his pool and and then he finds out there's some law about like they have to have like a fence around any open pools in la so he's like it was someone like robbing him and then died in his pool because it was nighttime and he fell into it and so he's like, so I'm I'm in trouble because someone was trying to rob me and died in my pool. Um, and then so it's like this whole thing where he has to like cast this like horrible actor so he doesn't get ratted out. It's 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 wild. I don't know. Like the most recent season wasn't my favorite, but like just that idea, like the concepts that he comes up with, where it's just like these silly little things you don't think about. How um, many seasons have there been? I think this was twelve. Twelve. This was twelve. Yeah. Wow. But so, like if if you're if you're wondering because like where did you start at the beginning is that like no I just saw like you just saw a random I, episode? I just saw a couple random episodes and I was just like ah <laughs> I mean if you like were you ever a Seinfeld fan like did you like Seinfeld I liked Seinfeld uh, do you like the character of George Costanza I think George Costanza is fun I know that he's mostly yeah. based off of Larry it's just, David it's 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 basically if you if you can't stand George as a character like even if you think he's funny but if you're like I can't stand like the way this guy operates mm. like it's going to be hard to get in the curve because that's basically what larry david is like is just doing george stuff but is less like hapless and like he's successful right mm-hmm. like he's a success successful version of george costanza where he's like he doesn't how worry does, about money how or, does like, that how does that happen <laughs> in the world of curb where you're where larry david is playing that character of larry david you know how does that how am I supposed to think this guy could be successful? Well, because in this world, he still is the creator of Seinfeld. He created Seinfeld. Yeah. That's still true. Like that's, that's still true. Okay, he was so like a comedian, like and he created Seinfeld. Him, yeah, and him and Larry or him and Jerry, you know, co co created Seinfeld together, 
And then, uh, so now he just kind of rests on his laurels. He's a millionaire. Great. So he doesn't need to do much. But he still does, you know, create projects and that kind of thing. Um, but it's, yeah, he's just like, he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And, and But then there's some people who, like, think he's really funny and, like, you know, agree with him. Like, that's actually one of the most interesting things about the reunion season, like, where the Seinfeld characters all come back, is that uh, Jerry is, like, one of, the, one of the first ones in that. Because he goes to, like, pitch it to him, right? He's like, let's do a reunion. And he's like, ah, no, they're dumb, you know? And he's like, come on. Because, uh, again, he wants to get his wife back. Um, but, like, you see moments of, like, and I'm sure it's actually, because Jerry's not a great actor, I'm sure it's actually Jerry Seinfeld himself laughing. Where, because it's all improvised. A lot of it's improvised, right? And so, like, Larry David will be, like, saying a thing. And like and and Jerry just starts cracking up and like banging his fist on the table and you're like, yeah, you can tell that like there's people in the world who like understand Larry's a bit of an asshole, but they just find it so funny. <laughs> it's like, it's like, why are you obsessing with this? That's crazy, man. You know, and I don't yeah, know. There's something yeah. there's something weirdly charming about it, but also yes, very uncomfortable and very awkward. Um, I think uh, just the the kind of like. The, the way episodes wrap up where it's like never it's very rare that Larry gets a win and when he does get a win it's usually like it's like oh that's nice because it's not like it's because he does something actually nice mm-hmm. um, there's an, there's a season where he opens a spite store <laughs> basically he's, he goes to he goes to a coffee place and and like they have like <laughs> shitty scones and like and like the coffee's like tepid and like all this stuff so he like complains and the guy gets so mad and like kicks him out and then he notices the like the store next door is like for lease, so he buys that that place and opens his own coffee shop as like at just for spite. Yeah, and then it's the uh, it's the Rick and Morty episode, the yeah, yeah. needful things. <laughs> but then uh, it, what's great is that then it becomes this like kind of trend. So like later on in the season, like other celebrities open spite stores. So like I can't remember who it was, James Franco, I think, opens like a pet store. Jesus, <laughs> it's really funny. So anyway. I feel like I should watch at least the seventh season. I think you should watch the seventh season. Um, like I was gonna say, like like I wouldn't start at the beginning necessarily because it's like it's pretty rough yeah. early on. Yeah. But almost like season four would maybe be a good place to start if you right. wanted to start like in in a chronology chronology in some way. Because yeah. season four is the producer season, where Mel Brooks is like, I'm gonna cast Larry David as Max Bialystok in in the next version of the producers. Um, and so, and he's like, he's like, what? I'm not an actor. Like, why, why are you doing this? He's like, no, I think you've got a quality. Um, and turn, wait, spoiler and, alert, and it turns out because Brooke, yeah, Mel Brooks is in it. And spoiler alert, it turns out he's doing it because he's so fucking sick of the producers and he wants to tank it. So much like the, he's doing the, uh, producers, like the producers on the producers. Yeah. Nice. It's great. It's a great season. It's got uh, Ben Stiller starts, starts out as his Leopold Bloom. And then they have a falling out, so he quits. And then David Schwimmer becomes the next one. And they, I mean, they have many conflicts, but they do end up, you know, doing the show together. But, um, but just as someone who enjoys, you know, theater and that kind of mm-hmm. thing, I think you might enjoy that season. So cool. Anyway, that's Curb Talk. Hon- the honking. <laughs> honk, honk. <laughs> honk, honk. Here it comes. Uh, yeah, the next episode we're talking about, of course, is The Honking, the 18th episode of season two, written by Ken Keeler, directed by Susie Dieter. Original air date November third, two thousand. This episode's fine. I think. I think it's fine. I think the the concept is interesting. I like the idea. Of, I should say, I like when they go to the place, when they go to the castle, when they go to what is it called? Thermostat. Thermostat. 
yeah. which is fun. DT. Uh, yeah, it's very, as you said, Bram Stoker's Dracula, like obviously very aping that. And that's just a fun, I don't know, it's a fun thing to... Is it? It's got to be a, a testament to a movie that whenever I see something parodying that movie, I just want to watch that movie. Yeah. It's got to be. Well, that, that movie that one... is that movie's gonzo. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how crazy batshit that movie is. And I feel like it's it's one of those things too that uh cuz obviously like there's been many iterations of Dracula over the years but like that's become kind of the seminal one that everyone thinks of when parodying Dracula in, in it's general. It's very easy to parody, yeah. but because it's so iconic. Yeah. And then of course there's the uh there, there's the Bella Lugosi stuff, mm-hmm. which is also very easy to parody, yeah. but that one's Blah. kind of a lazy parody yeah. now. Whereas, like the Oldman Bram Stoker's like, Dracula, lavish, like yeah, where it's like he's almost daring you yeah. to parody him <laughs> because it's like, well, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Seriously, yeah, like how are you going to parody this? It's I'm already, doing so I'm much. I'm at a hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how are you going to do this? You're going to do a. An incredibly subtle performance? Is that your parody? Very good. Mm. Oh, yes. yes. Give yourself a round of applause. Yeah. Uh, no, I want to watch that movie again now. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's just a, uh, a absolutely bonkers film. Uh, I think this episode starts brilliantly. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think all the stuff leading up to Bender getting uh, hit by the wear car is, is really great. It's great. Like, I have no qualms. I have no issues. Um, and then yeah, acts two and three just are, just are lesser. Yeah. Um, I don't care as much about the wear car shit and the like, uh, Madame Loretta or whatever they go to. That's we like, lose the team too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the that's team. You're going to kill your best friend. And then Fry gets all hung up on that for the rest of the episode. And then they go on a journey to find the original wear car and it's like, and then the, the final confrontation isn't really very exciting. Yeah. It's just kind of driving around trying to hit them and they go on ramps yeah i don't know i do like the the kind of like you know they find uh project satan and uh he's like crying or whatever and it's like it's like do you want us to put out of your misery he's like misery i love killing people <laughs> i kind of like that that like twist as it were why was he crying though because he's bored i don't know oh okay <laughs> I like that it's crazy. Just, it's just called Project Satan. Yeah. I think that's funny. Um, the wheel from Hitler's car. The, the left, left turn signal. Turn signal. From, uh, Charles Manson's bug. Yeah. The windshield, windshield wipers. wipers from Knight Rider. He wasn't evil. His windshield wipers were. I never really brought it up in the show. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Anytime Calculon's involved, Calculon's, Calculon's great. Calculon's great. Um, he's been all the great thespians over the years. Yep. Actbot, two thousand or whatever. I can't remember all, but then David Duchovny. <laughs> David Duchovny. Vespobot. Vespobot. Yeah, that was one. Um. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, wraps up pretty, uh, pretty neatly. Well, good talk. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> why are we? Why are we? Why are we stopping Futurama? Why? Why did we decide not to do this anymore? I don't get it. If you remove all of the non-Futurama talk from this podcast, yeah. it's what five minutes? It's five minutes. <laughs> Fuck. Ten on a good day. We're so sorry. <laughs>
We don't know what happened. Oh, what happened to us, what man? Happened, man? I don't know. Just our hearts aren't in it. Yeah, they're just not. And it's and again, it, we've said this before. It's not because the show's bad or anything. We just don't have as much to discuss because it's. I think it is just like a a less like it's just a it's a goofy fun show that I enjoy watching, but it's not one I enjoy dissecting too much. Yeah. Whereas Simpsons, just like it had that double quality where it was we thought it was really funny really well made but it also had like some stuff to talk about our lives you know and how we related to it i've never turned into a car i've well i mean i have but that's that's a whole other story. you should talk about that <laughs> do you hear that show actually you... we're an hour and 20 minutes in okay let's, so we're let's not talk about uh, that <laughs> did you <laughs> did you ever hear there's that uh tv show my mother the car no I think we talked about it on this podcast actually because the Love Matic Grandpa yeah. is parodying that. I know a band uh, called My Mother the Carjacker. That's I mean it's, And that's it's probably a reference that, to yeah. yeah. Um oops. Check out check out My Mother the Carjacker, everybody. Uh their song Shark Fin Soup really rips. My Mother the Car is an American fantasy comedy that aired for a single season on NBC. Um, 1965 to 1966. 30 episodes were produced by uh, UA Television. Premise featured a man whose deceased mother is reincarnated as an antique car who communicates with him through the car radio. Yeah, that's a good... That's a that's a that's like a terribly good premise. Jerry Van Dyke is the, is oh, the lead. Oh, here. Oh. Hang on. Oh. Greg's reaching for something behind him. It's a album. Oh, my mother, the carjacker. There you go. Yeah. Well, they took it from the sitcom. Yeah, the album is called "Or of Something Else." Shark fin soup is my favorite tune. Great. Check them out off of that one on SoundCloud. Yeah. Actually, it's, they're they're probably on like a an actual thing. Um, all right, so, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, I wanted to say some notable references. Oh, yeah. Um, from Wars the H-Word, I wanted to mention some of these. Uh, so there's a, a reference to Cat's Cradle by Vonnegut, as it's uh, one of the signs outside the store says, free pack of Ice Nine with a six-pack. Do you know what Ice Nine is? Are you a Vonnegut reader? I am. I have never read a single Vonnegut book. Oh, you must. Have I? You simply must. must. Have I, I think must? So. I, I, I mean, I, you're, you're, you like sci-fi, you like political satire. That's I've dabbled. It's basically what he does. It's political satire in a, in a sci-fi shell. Well, here's the thing okay. that I'm a little worried about. Mm-hmm. If I start reading Vonnegut now, mm. it might... You might become, like, uh, <laughs> insufferable. I might be insufferable, Yeah. <laughs> As all of us want to get readers become. Because I just feel, well, you read him young. Not really. No? Uh, like, uh, I read um, Slaughterhouse-Five when I was young-ish. Mm-hmm. Like, younger. Mm-hmm. But I got I really got into him in my uh, 20s, my late 20s. Well, that's what I mean. Okay. Relatively young. That was like a decade ago. Mm, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Out about my current age. Should I start? Should I go back to the fake yeah, stuff? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's less depressing. 
Um, no, Ice Nine is a. It's I, I mean I because of this novel, it's become kind of a famous sci-fi um, concept that has been reused in other other things many times. Basically, the idea is it's uh, it's a substance that like if it comes in contact with water, it's it it spreads like like rapidly rapidly spreads and and it creates this like crystallized like solid version of water uh like ice obviously mm-hmm. but like but it's it's more dangerous because like so if if it accidentally gets into uh into the ocean for example like all the oceans will freeze immediately basically that's horrible yeah it's a it's a apocalyptic uh conceptual is it uh, a weapon kind of thing. well yeah that's that's the whole thing is that like there's fear that people will try to use it as a weapon there's lots of fear uh, associated around what it could do. Like you could very easily like destroy a town's water supply, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And so anyway, that's in the novel cat's cradle, which is very good. Um, I haven't read, uh, there was a time where I was like, I want to read all of Vonnegut's books cause he doesn't have that many, but uh, I've only ended up reading. So I've read player piano, sirens of Titan, uh, slaughterhouse five, uh, cat's cradle and uh, time quake. That last one sounds like a Van Damme movie. It probably could be. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a sounds, weird, it sounds it's a trashy. weird one. It's a weird one, and that's it's the one, one of his that, later ones. That's, yeah. that's the one that sounds trashy. Yeah, <laughs> I would call it the, the most trashy of the ones I've read. Um, but they're but uh, they're all good, mm. especially those other four. <laughs> um, time Quake, I remember the least as well, and so I don't know if I read it at a time where I was just like not into it, but but uh, player piano. Sirens of Titans is actually like one of my favorite books of all time. Um, so I, I do recommend that one as well. Um, Slaughterhouse Five is a, you know, classic for a reason. Um, and then, yeah, the Cat's Cradle, uh, at the very least, introduced this sci-fi concept that is very pervasive in our culture now. Did they ever make these into a movie? Some of them they did try in like, like the 80s. Like, like Slaughterhouse 70s, 80s. Five? Slaughterhouse Five was made into a movie. Um I believe it Cat's clearly Cradle didn't was last. as well. Breakfast of Champions, I think, was. Or at least TV movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like his his books aren't great to adapt to films. Sure. Because a lot of it's very uh, under the surface. Like, there's, there's not a lot of action, necessarily, you know? So it's like, I, I can't really... Like, a narrative would be less interesting to watch. But reading it, it's really fascinating. So, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, other notable references. Patton. And, oh yes, and, of course. Know, the flag, yeah. And, yeah. Um, Star Wars, heard of it? Yeah, it's got the little training Zoom. thing that ends up being a pinata. That's pretty funny. Uh, Reader's Digest, uh, humor in uniform. Did you ever read Reader's Digest? I never read it. Humor in uniform was one of their uh, regular columns where basically it would be vets or people currently in wars. Do you remember his writing joke in about jokes? What his joke was? No. That was bad. Yeah, it was bad. But he tells Kiff to put it in, uh, submit it to Humor Uniform. Uh, MASH, of course, we talked about in Starship Troopers, we talked about. Uh, in The Honking, we got notable references, including The Howling, which is where the title comes from, mm. and also just the werewolf you mm-hmm. know, concept. Uh, there's also a movie called The Car, um, which is what his design, his wear car design is based off of. Okay. I do like Bender's wear car design. It looks good. Yeah. I think it's cool. I like that. It looks, I think that looks good. Christine is referenced as well. Um does the uh, does Project Satan I have think, a? I think Project Satan is supposed to is designed to look like Christine from Stephen King's Christine. Stephen King's John Carpenter's yes, Christine, the very same. Yeah. Uh, and Knight Rider reference, of course, and then uh, Carmageddon, 
Did you ever play Carmageddon? You know what? I never did. It was a old PC game that was one of many that caused the moral panic outrage of video games. Remember, I had a Mac. That's right. I didn't have video games. Right. You were a poor child. Um, I had a Mac. <laughs> and we were poor. Yes. So. I didn't mean poor monetarily. Uh. I meant poor as in uh, culture and entertainment. Well, both. <laughs> <laughs> no, Carmageddon was just this. Uh, I did play it as a kid. That's why I was curious if, if you had had known of it. But yeah, it was like. Literally, you're a car, and you drive around and try to kill as many people by running them over as you can, and Sounds you get points great. for it. Sounds great. Yeah, and so, of course, that was one of many video games where mothers and fathers and out, uh, religious people were Lesser like... Lesser wimps. Yeah, idiots yeah. were like, oh, this is causing... Children Children think they can just kill people, and they'll get points for it, you know? Mm. But anyway, so Fry says, uh, I'm, a, I'm a something pedestrian, 20 points. It's a reference to Carmageddon. It's a good reference. It's a good reference. Like there you that. have it. My favorite yeah. joke is uh, the uh, "This is as far as I'll take you" <laughs> in the in the carriage, yeah. and it's right at the front door. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really funny. My favorite is yes, all those words I said make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Professor, yeah, uh, not not super president either. These which episodes, is a bummer. Which is always a bummer. But I do he like always uh, is I, great when he does show up. I do like his presence in the first acts of both of these. He's he's highly featured in the first act of both episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, his best moment in uh, War is the H-Word is, now remember to eat your enemy's heart. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you kill someone, remember to eat their heart. <laughs> to gain their... Their, uh, their strength. Their, their delicious their, strength. Yeah, delicious. <laughs> he licks his lips like a psycho. Like a crazy person. I love him. Yeah. Um, fave tech is the robot coffin. Where it's essentially just a styrofoam, styrofoam packaging, and they're then, reboxing. Yeah, you. they're boxing them back up. I think that's really funny. I loved the foley on that. It was visceral. Yeah. The styrofoam squeaking. Absolutely. Okay. All right. I think that's it. That's it. We did it. Uh, we did it. Join us next time for our final our f- Futurama episode. Yeah, our last Futurama episode ever, where we talk about the cryonic woman. It's going to be great. nothing else. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. One episode. Great. The end of the produced second season. That's right. So once again, even though they were aired in season three, we're doing all of season two's produced episodes, which includes this final one, The Cryonic Woman, which I remember being not very good. <laughs> so We're excited. Aren't you excited? Yeah. We're excited. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. And we will, uh, we will see you then. In the meantime... Email us at the Hammond District on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. Follow us on um, Instagram. Instagram. That's the only place you can yep. follow us. Yep. Bad Neighbors Pod. Yep. Um, we might still have a Twitter, but we don't care. Um, yeah. I mean, some guy ruined that for everybody, and yeah. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> but Instagram's still going strong. <laughs> Mostly because it's the only other option. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you can also subscribe to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios, uh, where we uh, just uploaded our chat about Dungeons and Dragons, the movie, mm-hmm. um, not the 2000 movie. And a plethora of other movies that we've been seeing. Yeah, yeah. But mainly. Most of that one is our, is our focus, but uh, we also are still in our Mission Impossible commentaries, so uh, Ghost Protocol is coming up soon. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, because <laughs> no, we we we're, we're yeah we got to we got to get through them because we want to be ready for Dead Reckoning Part One. We're gonna do them all this month. Yes, 
Great. We're going to record them all this month. They're, thank you. And they're going to come out on time. Yes. Yeah. Because so thank you to those uh, who have subscribed. And by this month, I mean May. Right. Yeah. Great. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Thanks for listening, everybody. And with, with my, my last, last breath, breath, I curse Zoidberg. Zoidberg.